Hi, you're listening to Living Life on Purpose, and I'm your host, Matt Wilson. The goal of this show is for us to sit down with successful people who also live a life of purpose. We want you to hear their stories, understand that they've had to overcome adversity, how their faith has played a role, and ultimately we want you to be encouraged by the things that you hear so that you can walk through similar situations. We hope you enjoy. Here in the studio with Keith Richards, founder of Tzatziki's Mediterranean Cafe, Uh, Keith is a very successful entrepreneur and has been doing this since 1998, and they've actually now got 90-plus locations in 17 states. So to start here in Birmingham and to have had the success that they've had is uh, really remarkable, and I know it's a great honor to have you here today, Keith, so thank you. No, thank you for inviting me, Matt. Keith, I just want you to, to first share the story behind uh, how you and, and your wife Amy came up with uh, Tzatziki's and, and kind of give us a little bit of background on sure, that. Sure. So um, previous to the, our trip to Greece, I was uh, working for Frank Stitt at Bottega. I'd been there right, right at 10 years, and uh, Amy worked for U.S. Airways. So back then, you could actually uh, had really good benefits as far as flight. So she had gone to Greece before we were married and said, hey, you know, if, if, if you know, we become, you know, we get married and we take off, um, I want to take you to Greece. So uh, we spent three weeks. I took off um, from work, spent three weeks in Greece, uh, just really came back and just thought, you know, honey, I just, I love the culture. I love where we, I love the food, number one, but I love the culture and how they accepted us even as, you know, Americans just bringing in kind of bringing us into their family. Um, there was one little spot in coast where we ate, um, I think we ate the same restaurant. I know we did four times mm-hmm. because we just loved that. And and yet the, the couple could not speak a lick of English, <laughs> but the son did. So we communicated by food, by words, by hugs. It was just a, an awesome experience. So I said, I want to do that. I want to come back and let's, let's, let's create something that we experienced there. Well, of course, you know, of course her, her first question was, how are we going to afford this? So um, at Bottega, I uh, knew a lot of well-respected bankers and lawyers. And I thought, well, all I got to do is just ask. Somebody mm-hmm. will lend us the money. So first bank I went to, um, they said, what are you going to use the money for? And I said, a restaurant. And they said, um, sorry, we, we do not lend money to restaurants, yeah. not startups. So um, went that route and, and just kept hitting a dead end. And finally, our banker said, you know, Keith, I'll, I'll do this with you. Mm. And um, Steve Erickson, I'll never forget. I mean, mm. that was 20, what, 22 years ago. And so Steve lent us $50,000. Mm. And he's, and we took it out of our little um, house in Homewood. Mm. And he said, um, you know, just be successful. And I knew that at that point, there was no plan of failure. I could mm. not fail. Mm. Um, I could not stop what, what I was doing. So um, we... Um, we went in there. We are, our first location we found was in the Colonnade, and it happened to be a um, an old Alabama staple, Sneaky Pete's, and it mm-hmm. had gone out of business. So we went in, friends and family, my mom, my dad, my sister, I mean, my brother, we all just kind of went in and just built the place by our own mm-hmm. hands. Um, my dad was a, his trade, he was, um, he worked for um, South Central Bell for 40 mm-hmm. years. So he had the, the, the understanding of wiring. Mm-hmm. Um, I have done things when younger, you know, from plumbing and wiring. So we, we just, we did it mm-hmm. on a shoestring budget. And mm-hmm. so we opened that, I want to say it was about 22 years ago. And 
and the space was 1,100 square feet. Mm-hmm. We opened on a Saturday, which is kind of odd, first day because we were closed on Sundays. We did 76 people, mm-hmm. and then it just grew, and it grew. And I think a lot of that was my relationship that I created with our guest at Bottega mm-hmm. was very important. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the guest trusting me, mm-hmm. trusted me knowing while they were at Bottega, they were going to get a great pizza or their great pasta or you know, I was gonna. I was gonna make sure that I saw through what Frank was serving. It was gonna hit our guests in a positive way, and then I was gonna make that connection. And mm-hmm. that's only honestly, that's how we. Um, I feel we, we became successful, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it didn't hurt that back then. If you remember, we used to have newspapers that would mm-hmm. come out um, every Friday. There was a little punch, mm-hmm. right? And so in that punch, it would be you know restaurants rated mm-hmm. blah blah. And we received four stars out of five. Mm. And um, Amy was still working at U.S. Airways. And I noticed about five o'clock for dinner, we were just getting hammered, mm. hammered. And I'm like going, what is going on here? So we actually ran out of food. Mm. Um, I just started creating just stuff. Everything mm. I had in the kitchen, I was throwing it out there. So Amy, I called her and I said, this ship is going down. Mm. And this is about probably our third or fourth week mm. of being open. So she came in, of course, she locked the front door, which she shouldn't have due to health code violations, but <laughs> she ended up passing out 50 menus. And I had signed them all and said, free dinner mm. for your family. Mm. And believe it or not, within the next, I'd say month, we got 49 of the 50 back. Wow. There was one guy I knew who was not going to win him over. Yeah. Um, so we kind of grew from there, starting that. And then, then we wanted to expand. Mm. I had a lot of great employees and they were looking for the next thing and mm. they wanted to grow with me. I said, mm. let's, you know, let's do a second one. Mm. So um, we opened, uh, we call them T1 and then we opened T2 in 2002. And that was in Mountain Brook. Mm-hmm. And a uh, great lady, Ann Sanders, actually, I just got off the phone with her before mm. I walked in this door. She said, I want you to come mm. to my new plaza. So that was in 02. And at that time, Amy, um, we had just became pregnant with our first set of twins, mm. which was exciting. But opening a restaurant at the same mm. time was kind of a challenge. And then opened that up, gave more opportunities, started connecting. And then um, we decided to open up our third store. Mm. And... Um, Another blessing, we were pregnant with another set of twins. Wow. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I've got mm. three restaurants and four kids coming out. So wow. um, this is, could be a challenge. So we really pumped the brakes on that. Um, so that's kind of, you know, I can go in, we can go into it a little bit later about where and how we have grown. So mm-hmm. that's kind of the beginning of, of where we started. And, you know, a lot of it's faith built. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, uh, trust the Lord and, and giving us the right direction and mm-hmm. just you know, really just being passionate about guest services. Mm-hmm. I mean, today it's, I think it's gotten a little bit more difficult because of number one, the competition. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's up to us, our employees and myself and, you know, to get ingrained in the community, mm-hmm. get ingrained um, with, with what we do on a daily mm-hmm. basis. And I think that's, that's always helpful when you're yeah. trying to create a business. Yeah. So I'm from Atlanta originally, and I've been here for 12 and a half years. So I didn't know all of the 
the backstory and I didn't know that, you know, once a week that I'm going to T1. Yeah. Uh, and then, <laughs> now you know the you know, so I was, I was supposed to be uh, at lunch there today. My lunch appointment rescheduled and ended up going to with another friend. He asked me to go somewhere else, but uh, at least once a week I eat there in that colonnade location. Yeah, and then on Monday this week I ate at T2. Yep. Uh, so uh, the Mountain Brook location and you know, to me, it's it's always high quality food. It's always yeah, great yeah. service. It's always it's clean. It's um, you know you can tell that the employees really care, and uh, so you have done a great job of of building that well, culture. And uh, but one of the things that I always love is is when I go to that colonnade location. Uh, there's always a young guy named Steve mm, G Money in there. Yeah, we, yeah, his nickname is G Money. Yeah, he's actually he just had his birthday. Oh my gosh, it was. Yesterday he turned okay. twenty six. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we were, okay, getting his cake and his candles for him yesterday. Yeah, that so um, Steve or G Money. Um, he used mm -hmm. to always sit at the counter, and now he sits back in the corner. I moved the counter away. Yeah, with yeah. the refresh, I took yeah. his counter away. Yeah, he was not too happy about that. Yeah, so Stephen, yeah, love yeah. him. So he is is usually he was always watching Power Rangers videos. He is a Power Rangers freak. Right. Yes. Mean, now he's playing more games. <laughs> I don't know if he's mixing it up or what. But I need to watch that. Then. But then you had um, a young guy named Dylan who yep. was also yep. working at that yes. location. I yes. think he's at Home Depot. Maybe now. He, yep, I lost him to Home Depot. Okay, yeah. but um, <laughs> so you have created an environment where special needs young people are are able to not only come and. Uh, be a part of the culture, but but really feel included, feel mm -hmm. loved, feel safe, and uh, and you've got a lot of them on the team. And that started about 15 years ago. Yeah. What made yeah. you guys want to to do that and uh, really make a huge difference in that special needs community? Yeah. So it was actually a um, it was a, one of the happenstance moments. Is that Amy and I had won um, through one of our our um, food provider, one of our vendors, they said, hey, you want a trip to uh, the Cayman Islands mm -hmm. and Cozumel, whatever. Mm -hmm. I said, okay, well, you know, never been on a cruise. Mm -hmm. um, so we left, got on this cruise, and I'll try to make this, it's a great story, but I'll try to make it short, mm -hmm. is, so God has blessed me with many talents, thank goodness, and um, one of them was a rhythm. So mm -hmm. I'm actually a drummer, still mm -hmm. a drummer. Um, and so there was a band on stage, and it was a, a Guatemalan band. And the the drummer was also singing, had the little old Garth Brook, you know, the little wraparound <laughs> mic, and I could tell he was having trouble with singing mm. and keeping time. Mm. So um, I kind of went up to him. I said, "Hey!" And they had a, a really good crowd. I'm like, "Man, God, this I can tell he really wants to sing, mm. but something happened." So mm. I went up there and during the break, I said, "Hey, man, notice you're kind of struggling with the drums. You're doing a great job, but I, I could tell you need to be out front." And mm. I said, "Listen, I'm a drummer." Um, I guess I've been paid to play drums so I could be called a professional drummer. I don't know if I've said that to him. But anyway, so he said, no, management won't let us, um, management won't let anybody play. And I said, listen, I won't embarrass you. Mm -hmm. and I won't embarrass myself. Mm -hmm. Let's just see what happens. Mm -hmm. And he said, he looked at the band, they had a little huddle and he came back. He said, let's do that. So I went up there. First song we played was play that funky music. Uh -huh. So that started about nine. I ended up playing the whole rest of the night mm -hmm. with them and then, during that time, I, mm -hmm. I kind of, unfortunately, it was a cruise, a, kind of a, not a couple's cruise, but mm -hmm. Amy was there by herself, just mm -hmm. standing there at, at the bar table, just watching me and laughing. Well, I noticed her, she was started talking to mm -hmm. this lady. And after mm -hmm. the, um, after the little first set was over, I went out there and introduced myself mm -hmm. and her name was Cindy Vincent. Mm -hmm. And so Cindy, um, happened to be from, lived out in Calera mm -hmm. and was the special 
um, needs job coach mm-hmm. for Shelby County. Mm-hmm. So it started talking to Cindy, and of course, you know, she was like, um, you know, talking to Amy about the restaurants, and she said, "Have you ever thought about hiring special needs?" Mm-hmm. And so that that kind of shocked me because I didn't know what to mm-hmm. expect. So I went in and played the drums and finished the whole weekend and actually played their deck party. But anyway, I came home and we exchanged numbers, or um, Amy and her exchanged numbers on the on the on the boat. Came home and and she called me, mm-hmm. and I didn't know she was going to follow through. And she called me. She said, "Keith." Um, I'm really interested in getting a student over mm-hmm. here. And I said, okay. And, you know, um, I've never been around special kids with special needs. Mm-hmm. I, we had one little girl in our neighborhood that had um, uh, epileptic seizures, but mm-hmm. never special needs, never down. So I said, yeah, I don't know. Cindy, you tell me what can mm-hmm. they do and how can I, how can I help? Mm-hmm. So she said, well, they can roast silverware. Um, they can pick grapes. They can clean tables. They can mm-hmm. do, I mean, just, little item so she brought in um uh brandy nivens and mm-hmm. brandy was a senior at that time yeah i want to say she was a senior she's mm-hmm. probably 19 mm-hmm. um and she brought in donna which is her mom and we call her mama d mm-hmm. and um so you know put her to work uh held her, held her accountable you know mm-hmm. gave her a little list of mm-hmm. side work that needed to be done and typically it was work that was done by others but mm-hmm. brandy took it as took responsibility of mm-hmm. it and the the challenge was I wanted Brandy in our atmosphere mm-hmm. without her mom, mm-hmm. sh- you know, shadowing all day long. Mm-hmm. Well, come to find out, I couldn't get rid of mom. We call her Mama D now. Yeah. I couldn't get rid of Mama D. Mm-hmm. So I just said, hey, Mama, you know, I'll pay you. We'll just, you know, you work until 11 mm-hmm. o'clock with Brandy. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of the turning point for me because what happened is, you know, we kind of brought her into our family mm-hmm. and, you know, and we, you have to know that December 18th is Brandy's birthday. So mm-hmm. we always have to do a birthday party for mm-hmm. her. But it was just the fact of, wow, you know what? She's doing these little mm-hmm. little small detailed mm-hmm. things that personally are my pet peeve that, that I like to be done. Mm-hmm. But other employees would have thought, man, it's kind of manual. Why would I? I mean, this mm-hmm. is nothing. This is nothing to me. Mm-hmm. So, But to Brandy, it was her job. So Cindy came in and said, how is Brandy working? I said, love Brandy. Mm-hmm. Love Mama D too, but mm-hmm. love Brandy. And she said, well, Keith, I've, I can put – employees in all your stores mm-hmm. and i said well let's do this so yeah. together she put with daniel a win ben mm-hmm. i mean erica amanda mm-hmm. i mean i i think we have 15 mm-hmm. uh, great employees now but so for me it was um it wasn't so much of of just bringing in mm-hmm. the student it was almost how can i get back to that parent mm-hmm. you know we god has blessed us with you know, the four healthy um children i thought you know what if i could give mama d or, or I could give Daniel's mom or, or, or Stephen's father just some time to reflect and mm. play tennis or pray or mm. meditate, whatever they mm. want to shop mm. without them. Then mm. I've kind of created two little opportunities for mm. both, for mm. them to be self-sufficient and work mm. with us as our team. Mm. And then the parents to go do what they want to do and gives yeah. them time away. Because when you look at the the, the life expectancy now of a, of a child with Down syndrome, it's now they're living, you know, to 70, 80 mm-hmm. years old. So, and giving them a responsibility. Mm-hmm. So, but I love the fact that it's, it's done a lot for those kids mm-hmm. and it's, it's heart moving our, you know, all of our, we have birthdays now because we have so many employees. Um, I mean, that's just like a special day and, and mm-hmm. we cherish them, we protect them mm-hmm. um, and we love them. And so to me, that was the, that was that, another aha moment with Zeke is like, you know what? This is so, it's so easy mm-hmm. for us to give back 
Oh my yeah. gosh, it's so easy. Yeah. And they take it again. It's, I'll go in and see a win out at, uh, just moved him out of Mount Brook to Chase Lake. Mm. And I'll go in and he's got his, you know, he's got his to-do list and he gets it done. Mm. I mean, so, and I always say, you know, when you walk in the store and you're having a bad day, mm. really, and you look at, and you look at Ben or you look at uh, Wynn cleaning tables and he's just smiling and yeah. Friday we do a little dance, a yeah. 10 minute dance routine. Mm. Really, you're having a bad day yeah. and, and you see this guy over there who can't drive, yeah. who, um, other than... Really, Ziggy's is his future, mm -hmm. um, and I kind of get emotional talk about it. But you can't. How can you have a bad day, man? Yeah, it, it's just sorry. This they're living, you know. So yeah. we want to make sure that we we uh, we these kids flourish. That's part of the Evely Monet you'll see in some of the other stores is a Greek word meaning human flourishing, mm -hmm. and it's helping create. It's it's a feeling you get. Yeah. Um. So it's I don't do it for the feeling. I yeah. do it because. Hey, it gives them an opportunity. Yeah. It gives them a meaning and a purpose. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, you know, at the end of the day, you know, God has a purpose for every single person on this yeah. planet. Yeah. You know, they wouldn't be here otherwise. And so he has a purpose first, then he creates the person. And I think that when people are able to find that purpose, when they're given that opportunity and they're able to, to go into a situation where, you know, they're just given a chance. Um, I, I think that it's extremely meaningful and, and I know, again, it's, it's made an impact on me when I get to go in there and, and I've, you know, had bad days sometimes. And then I walk sure, in yeah. and, I, and I see Steve <laughs> or, you know, when Dylan was you there, call him G -Money, he'll know, uh, <laughs> he'll know you talk to me, <laughs> <All right. laughs> but it's, it's those situations where it, it truly puts perspective, you know, in, in the right place. And it, it gives you that perspective that, you know, they're, they're, people with all different kinds of situations that you don't even know that they're walking through. Yeah, yeah. And, um, so it's, it's awesome that, that you do that. But, you know, I do a lot with, uh, Addie's army, which is, uh, an autistic community mm -hmm, mm -hmm. organization that, that helps families with autistic children. And, uh, so, you know, what you talked about as far as giving that family time to breathe, you know, where, where they know that their child's in a good situation, right they're able to go out and do something else. I mean, that's one of the things that, that they try to do uh, when they have events, you know, they, they like to have something that, you know, it's, it's for the parents as much as it is for the kids because they know that their, their child's going to be taken right. care of and they, you know, don't have to keep their head on a swivel for a short period of time. Yeah. And that's really, uh, you know, very life-giving. Um, so it's, but I think it's I th awesome. with, with that said, I think that, you know, Again, I've, I've just turned 55, and I look and I go, "Wow!" I, it, it, it's a, I mean, it's a larger. It, it this is a large, um, it, it's a large community. I mean, mm -hmm. it's it's from Downs to, um, um, you know, to Aspergers. Mm -hmm. it, you've got so many. Mm -hmm. it, it's it's almost overpowering mm -hmm. sometimes. I mean, you know, mm -hmm. Exceptional Foundation does amazing mm -hmm. job. Um, abilities Plus, mm -hmm. uh, Abilities. Plus, or far, I can't remember right down the street here. Mm -hmm. They do a wonderful job, mm -hmm. and it's just, you know, my my goal and my dream is to, um, and, I'm, and we'll talk about hope in a little bit, I'm sure, mm -hmm. is is to create a bigger workplace mm -hmm. and to hire more. I mean, mm -hmm. that's always been my passion. Mm -hmm. um, well, no, I take that back. It, I, I didn't know it was my passion. Yeah, you know, I found it 15 yeah. years ago, so it, it became my yeah. passion. You know, yeah, food's been my passion. Mm -hmm. You know, taking care of uh, my family and mm -hmm. my customers that's a passion. But this mm -hmm. has become Turn me 360 and say, yeah. well, what else can I do? Yeah. What else can, can mm -hmm. Keith do? Yeah. yeah. And Tzatziki's for that matter. Yeah. And all my franchisees. <laughs>
Cindy Vincent, who I, I talked about earlier, so she came to me. Um, it's been maybe six years ago, five or six years ago, whatever. And 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 she said, Keith, I want to show you something. I said, Yes. Yeah, and so she brought in these little solo cups, and I said, What's what's this? It looks like little seedlings. And she mm-hmm. goes, Yeah, they're basil. It's some, they're, the kids at Vincent are growing mm-hmm. basil and some rosemary. And I went, Let's meet tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I got a plan. Mm-hmm. I just got to put yeah. it on paper, yeah. and I've got to let me just marinate mm-hmm. in this. I've got mm-hmm. something. So. Um, so at that time, my son was uh, taking fencing over in Vestavia, and mm. there was a little boy had a shirt on the back of it that said Hope. Mm. And I'm like, Hope. So I was telling Amy about it, and I was like, what if I do, what if I make an acronym, and it's called Herbs Offering Personal Enrichment? She goes, what mm. are you thinking? I said, well, Cindy's telling me that the kids were growing herbs in school. I said, mm. why don't I make this flourish somehow, and mm-hmm. and they can grow the, the herbs for tzatziki's. Mm. And he's like, that's a killer idea. So I yeah. go back to Sandy. I said, here's my idea. Mm. Is I want to take, they had some beds already because I, I had visited the school mm. before. And they had some little flower beds. Mm. And and I said, Sandy, we can take all these beds and we can plant, plant uh, rosemary and basil mm. and cilantro parsley, stuff that we use in the store. And she goes, well, we got to get the, you know, Shelby County School has got to mm. be involved. And so I went to the principal, Joel Dixon at the time. And I said, Joel, this is my plan. Mm. And I said, I'll bring my tractor up here, and I will rip up every shrub in front of your school if you let us do that. Because mm. you know shrubs are ugly, mm. and um, <laughs> well, these were. Yeah. And so I did it. And mm. we we made it a hope day. And on that Friday, we came up there, and Mr. Driggers, a gentleman across the uh, street from Vincent Mill High, he brought his tiller over, and mm. we just started planting. Mm. And so all the special needs class, they were out there planting and. Um, so we just started it's like this small little business. So mm. the money that, you know, they would they were our vendor. So it's mm. no different than than I use Don at Five Star. Don's bring me my um, brings me my basil and my rosemary. Well, mm. I thought, well, I'll just get it from mm. Vincent. So what they would do, they would drive it, you know, a couple mm. of days a week, sell us the the basil, the mm. rosemary, and so we create a small little business. Well, mm. we said, how can we expand this? Mm. And and since Shel- uh, Cindy was in Shelby County. We'll go to uh, Shelby County High. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! And that's where it really took off. Mm-hmm. Where we had Soli uh, Luna was there, and Dustin Kleckler was the AG. I mean, he was the um, agriculture teacher. Um, mm-hmm. So we ended up signing up, getting grants, and building greenhouses, and they were involved. Um, and it just became it just became. I mean, no pun intended. It was just growing and growing, and growing. So we thought, wow, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. So that's what we do. So the herbs that you get when you come to Zeke's mm-hmm. are going to be from either Vincent, Montevallo, Shelby County. Um, and we're, we're starting this year. We have Alabaster, and then we'll be doing Oak Mountain. Wow. Um, and then we also have one out in um, Woodlawn, mm-hmm. which is more of a kind of a high risk. Yeah. Um, and it was just a beautiful garden. We bought, yeah. uh, they bought two pieces of property over there, mm-hmm. and we've got gardens over there. So that's how – we broaden this mm-hmm. and and I got good news coming, but I'm not sure if I don't want to put it out there yet because I hadn't had my meeting with the city of Hoover. But yeah, okay. but I'll tell you, my goal is to create a greenhouse that's large enough to mm-hmm. not only grow the the 
the herbs for tzatzikis mm. is that, you know, I'll call Frank and say, hey, listen. And, and people buy into this program. Mm. But number yeah. one, because the herbs are coming out of our backyard, yeah. they're coming right down the street. Mm. So that's my goal mm. is how do I how do I increase that footprint with not only growing the herbs, but hiring more special needs? Mm. Because the challenge, as you know, is that once they graduate with their certificate out of high school, what's next? What's yeah. next for the parents? Mm. What What's next for that child other than sitting on a you know, an iPad or a in front of an Xbox screen, hmm. what's his, what's the value? What's his yeah. life going to be like? And yeah. so that's, it's up to us as number one, as business leaders to, hmm. to empower and to hire those, those students, whether it's doesn't, you know, could be, um, you know, like I said, Asperger's mm-hmm. or, you know, like Mitchell's place. I mean, just, just, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it, that's my passion. Yeah. That's really my passion. The goal of this show is to just encourage people to let them know that, you know, you can be in the business world and and make a positive impact in people's lives. And, you know, so many people think that that you've got to choose between ministry or the business world, that, that it's hard to combine the two. But really, you've built a business that provides a ministry and you're changing lives, you're empowering people, yeah. you're changing communities you're going to be changing whole cities based on, you know, empowering people that, you know, are an afterthought in, in a lot of situations, you know, people, well, that there's not a whole lot that they could do. There's not a whole lot mm-hmm. that, you know, they bring to the table, but, but you've chosen to see them for who they are and that there is something that they can do that is amazing. And so for me, like it, it just continues to inspire me. Like, I mean, I've got a business outside of this and I want to make a positive impact with that business, but it just gives me, you know, even more ideas of, you know, there's so many ways that we can give back as business people, you know, that, you know, profit's been called a a dirty word in, in some circles today. But the reality is, you know, the more your business grows, the more opportunities you've got to help more people because you've got the right mindset right. and and you've got the right heart with you know what you're doing with the success that you have. So uh, I think that it's incredibly inspiring, and I know it's going to inspire a lot of other people. Um, so from that standpoint, you haven't always been you know, at the point that you're at right now, take us back to like the very beginning, mm-hmm. you know, you, you took out a $50,000 loan. You said, I have no ability to fail. I've got to, this has got I've to, got to, to <laughs> this make this work. work. I'd go back, uh, uh, yeah. Run a restaurant or attending bar or something. Yeah. 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 But, but, you know, going back to that place and then seeing where you are now and, and there's still, you know, more to come from your story. Um, you know, what would you tell somebody that that they've got a dream and maybe they've got a little bit of money and they're they're about to pursue this thing? What what would you say to that person? Yeah, I mean, I mean, first I have to look at the to me it was what's the competition? You know, back uh, you know, I go back and we'll go back 22 years and I look of even just the restaurants down the strip of 280. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got right now we have think about it, I got Mountain Brook Colonnade and Lee Branch right mm-hmm. down 280. It's a that's about a five mile radius mm-hmm. and, and we have three restaurants. Mm-hmm. So, but I looked at the competition mm-hmm. and I think that's where, if you think, um, and I thought I can do this. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, I do have, unfortunately, you know, now the $50,000 cost mm-hmm. $650,000 to build yeah. tzatziki's, but yeah. number one, can I make a difference? Can mm-hmm. I make something that I feel is passion? Mm-hmm. Will people buy into it? Mm-hmm. Right. Whether it's mm-hmm. food, whether mm-hmm. it's making, you know, 
sweaters or napkins. I mean, my my wife is now starting to do pottery. Mm-hmm. And I said, you got to make it where, you know, I mean, you know how we grew the business. You got to make it where people love it, mm-hmm. where they come back and they want more and they want more. Mm-hmm. And, and not only that, is that while you're doing that, because a lot of people come in, and especially in this business, and we have franchisees that come in and think it's mailbox money. Yeah. No, it's not. Ziggy's yeah. is not. So you got to have that passion, mm-hmm. right? And and then what are you going to do around yourself? Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't hire special needs to create um, a vibe that, oh, Keith's just a good guy. Mm-hmm. I think I felt like I was a pretty good guy been my mm-hmm. whole life. But mm-hmm. it was, what can I do to make a difference in someone's life? Is it food? Is it hiring the special needs? But the challenge today is there's so much competition. Mm-hmm. And I tell my wife, I said, everything today has been invented. And there's so much competition mm-hmm. out there. Is it how do you set yourself apart? Mm-hmm. What's going to make you better than the mm-hmm. next guy? Mm-hmm. What's going to make you better? And, you know, we definitely pray about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that and the challenge that we had opening up with the $50,000 and when we spent it in two seconds, mm-hmm. because that's what it took, yeah. is that when when people saw that we're successful and they're like, well, can you donate? Can you donate? Mm-hmm. And I, I never said no. Mm-hmm. But I would never. It was not monetary. It was never cash. Yeah. It was. It was. Yes, I will feed your. You know, your young life group. I will mm. feed your church group. Mm. I will do a partnership with you. Mm. Um, whatever it takes. I can't give you cash because mm. I don't have it. Yeah. But I think today the challenge is what's going to set me apart. Mm. I mean, you know, I look at QSR every morning. That's a mm. quick service magazine, mm. restaurant magazine, and I'm thinking, you know. It's, it's harder now for those guys to penetrate in the markets mm-hmm. um, because the fail rate is is so high and, mm-hmm. they, and it's getting expensive. I mean, my mm-hmm. gosh, when we opened the Colonnade, for instance, and I had to put be the Debbie Downer, mm-hmm. but when we opened the Colonnade, I was paying $18 a square foot. Mm-hmm. A group came in and bought our business a couple of years ago, and it went from 18 Now it's like right at $30. Mm-hmm. So you tack on $30 a mm-hmm. foot compared to the 18 I was paying. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's my cost of doing business just yeah. increase yeah. almost double mm-hmm. just in my rent. Yeah. So, and it's, how do you get people to work and how mm-hmm. do you get people to find that same passion? Mm-hmm. And I think while it's a challenge, it's doable because I mean, new businesses are opened up every day. Mm-hmm. Um, you almost have to have is, is when we have franchise partners and we open up new restaurants and we say, you got to hire an operating partner. But the caveat is that operating partner has to have skin in the game because if not, he won't work as hard as you will yeah. or he won't work as hard as Keith mm-hmm. does. So giving those guys skin in the game really makes a difference mm-hmm. because they have something to lose and nobody mm-hmm. wants to lose. Yeah. Question properly. Absolutely. Yeah, sometimes I get, like I said, off the, like I can go off the rails a little bit. Number one, I know that the the food business is extremely difficult because my my family's in wholesale food distribution in Atlanta, and so I know that you've got to sell it or smell it. You yeah. Know? yeah. I mean, you you've got. <laughs> my granddad used to say that all the time, and um, so there is a shelf life that that has to be adhered to 
because you can't sell stuff that that isn't right. good anymore. Yep. yep. And um, you know, so I know that that's challenging. And you know, there've been a handful of restaurant. You know, Nukes was another place that mm -hmm. that I like to go to on a regular basis. And you know, several of their locations have have closed up. You know, and I'm thinking that that overhead had something to do with that. It does. You know, it's for us sometimes it's management. Mm -hmm. Is that is this guy going to give it all? Mm -hmm. Is this guy? I mean, oh my gosh, I remember when we opened, we were at. Lee Branch and, mm -hmm. and Lee Branch was it? Let me go back to T1. Mm -hmm. So I worked, we worked open to close at mm -hmm. T1. I'd get there at six o'clock in the morning mm -hmm. and we'd work, we'd close at six at mm -hmm. night. So I get there at six in the morning, I'd leave probably about seven. Mm -hmm. Well, during the mid shift, um, right after the lunch break, mm -hmm. I would run all the fountains there in the mm -hmm. colonnade. I, I was over there one day and I took my chef jacket off and I'd roll it up, put it under my neck, and mm -hmm. I, I laid under those fountains and let that water just yeah. mist hit me. I fell asleep. Yeah. I was so tired. And then I got a thump on my shoulder from a security guard. Yeah. And he's like, what are you doing over here? And I said, I, I'm just sleeping. I'm just tired. Yeah. I, I own the tzatziki's right here. But yeah. I'm just taking a break. Yeah. And in, in the sun and that little mist yeah. of water, he goes, yeah. you can't do that. And I yeah. said, really, why not? He says, because everybody in this office park is seeing you lay here and they think you're a bum. Yeah. And I said, I'm not a bum. I'm just tired. Right. So, of course, then I started sleeping in my van. But yeah. Amy would knock on the glass and say, we're getting yeah. busy. Yeah. But that's what it takes. Yeah. It takes the 12 hours, the 14, the 16. I mean, I would go home. And, of course, I don't do anymore. And it's mm -hmm. definitely not um, up to code with the health department. But I would carry produce and stuff home and mm -hmm. just sit on a wooden gum TV tray and watch Seinfeld and cut yeah. tomatoes all night. Because yeah. Yeah. Somebody had to pray up, yeah. but I wanted to be at my house. Yeah. I wanted to, to be so I didn't feel so burned out. Mm. But that's what it takes. You know, going back to the special needs we were talking about that and just the challenges is that what disease is a hard model, meaning there's a lot of moving parts from, mm. you know, the kitchen to, you know, the, the health, you know, the shoes you have to wear, all these violations and food and this and this and all this stuff. But we hire a lot of people. So I look at other guys and, and we say, you know, how come you're not doing this? You're in an office. Can this one person work 15 hours a week and not just, you know, shred your mail or shred your documents mm -hmm. or something for you? Mm -hmm. You know, um, and they've we've done a good job. Um, Cindy's done an excellent job with recruiting and placing students like at Baptist Shelby that it really. And it's helped their workforce mm -hmm. um, because, again, those little tedious projects, some people mm -hmm. just don't want to do it. Mm -hmm just don't want to do it so i think the fear they have to push the fear down mm. and and say hey i'm going to do this mm -hmm. because not only one it, it you're going to change your life is that you need the help yeah we all need the help yeah um now i took win away from mountain brook mm -hmm. and he had his list well i go mm -hmm. to the store a couple of weeks ago and ben had been gone for three weeks and i looked at the 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 skeleton on the chairs and mm -hmm. uh just because when has gone mm -hmm. doesn't mean you can't clean the daggum windowsills yeah. doesn't mean that you're yeah. still had, you know so yeah. those little things that he did mm -hmm. made a difference to me because that's what you see yeah. when you walk into t2 mm -hmm. that's what you see when steven mm -hmm. cleans the windows mm -hmm. um and he's been known to use the wrong um cleaning product but um <laughs> but that's okay yeah. but it's clean because he's there yeah and he knows i mean mm -hmm. he's been doing it for what God, he's been with me for 12 years, maybe, yeah. if not more. Yeah. Um, and he has a routine. Mm. And while he gets sidetracked a little bit, he loves Tzatziki's. Yeah. And Tzatziki's loves him. And yeah. that's what it's about. That's, that's really awesome. what it's about. 17 states, uh, 90, how many, 97? We're at 95. 95. We have two opening up um, next month, actually. Okay. Yeah. Well, another Boise and another Arkansas. Okay. And is there any cap on number or is there any goal for... No, I mean, you know, we're... We'd love to have 
you know, a thousand, but it, it's finding we're kind of methodical about we do things, the way we approach things is, is that can we find the right partner? Mm-hmm. Is he going to have that, that passion that the mm-hmm. founder has? Is mm-hmm. he going to, and, and a lot of them come and work with me for a day mm-hmm. and say, this is what it's about. Mm-hmm. This is how you're going to have to treat guests. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of them already know that, but we're not in a hurry. I mean, we love growth. Um, again, it, you know, profit's not a dirty word, mm-hmm. but they're on tzatzikis. And anytime we open a tzatzikis, that's, I mean, my middle name is tzatzikis. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. It, anytime we open in Atlanta or mm-hmm. we open a store in, in Little Rock, which mm-hmm. we have great franchise partners there, that's a reflection. Mm-hmm. When it comes down to it, mm-hmm. it comes down to Keith Richards and yeah. Amy. And that's what we started. Yeah. And so it does affect us. Yeah. And when somebody had a bad experience, brother, it, it hurts my heart yeah. because I know, ah. Cause so mm-hmm. there's, there's that challenge and that, 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 that division where we go, should we have mm-hmm. opened, should we have brought in partners mm-hmm. to create a bigger brand? Should mm-hmm. we have done these things? And, mm-hmm. you know, there's times that I go, oh, mm-hmm. I wish it was just still small, mm-hmm. but then I go, well, then that means the other, you know, 10 million that we serve mm-hmm. a year would have never got to mm-hmm. experience or mm-hmm. more special needs that we haven't hired because yeah. 75% of our franchisees have mm-hmm. hired, you know, autistic or mm-hmm. whatever, you know, kids with special needs. Mm-hmm. And that right there to me is the difference. Yeah. That's the difference. Yeah. And people appreciate it. Yeah. I don't care where you are, who you are. Mm-hmm. You, that's what you appreciate. Yeah. Yeah. So final question, was there ever a point that you thought about throwing in the towel and saying, I just can't <laughs> do this. I made a mistake. Honestly, no. Okay. Um, which I'm, I'm grateful. Yeah. Uh, we've never been in a financial situation when we first started that, you know, again, it was only $50,000 yeah. that, that it was a stroke. Now there are times that, that I look and, and it's only been when the line's out the door and I get, uh, I'm in the weeds and, and I'm like, Oh my gosh, what have I done? Yeah. And I've created something that people love. Yeah. Uh, of course, not everybody loves yeah. disease, but I hope they do. Or they, maybe they'll come around one day. But, yeah. um, is that never thrown in the towel? There are times that, it's it's gotten big. Mm. I mean, you know, now I have a, you know, when it was just me and Amy, I was the the CFO, I was the CEO, I was the COO, I was mm. the VP of marketing, mm. I was I was this, I was mm. that, every mm. everything. And now we've got a great team from a great CFO, mm. great CEO, mm. great you know, great COO, mm. great VP of marketing, mm. great teams, great teams. Because mm. back then it was just Keith and Amy and QuickBooks. Yeah. I mean, I didn't have the technology, mm. and that's. That's also what I think has, has really steered us into the right direction as far as technology and recipe screens and the process um, has really kept us in line. Mm. Where three stores, I didn't need it. Yeah. Today with you know 95, you need yeah. processes. So I've never thought about throwing in the towel. Uh, there's sometimes I wish I wouldn't have grown so big, but again, that's just the selfish part of me going, you know, it was nice having three. Yeah. Or, you know, I would have had personally probably four or five now, but mm. um, no. And um, we've been blessed so that that I you know lose sleep a lot because yeah. I'm I, well. What's keeping me up at night? Mm-hmm. Is it the roof leaking here? Is this going to cost money here? Yeah. Is this store going to be profitable? Yada yada yada. Mm-hmm. And honestly, at the end of the day, it, it's I get hurt when our stores don't do well mm-hmm. outside of Birmingham mm-hmm. because I know it's there, mm-hmm. and and typically it's it's got to have the same feel, the same passion in the store as we gave 22 years ago, and mm-hmm. hopefully continue to give mm-hmm. with our employees here, but. Never once have thought about throwing in the towel. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. 
very fortunate. Well, I know that that this has been uh, a great conversation for me to hear. And yeah. so I know that it's going to bless our listeners. So Keith, yeah. I really appreciate thank you. you being thank you. I love today. telling the story. So right. uh, I'm going to write a book one day. Yeah, you should. <laughs> Well, we appreciate you guys yep. listening. We hope that you will check us out on Living Life on Purpose on Facebook. And you can also check us out, uh, Living Life on Purpose Always on Instagram. And we will look forward to talking to you again next time. <laughs> <laughs>